Welcome to the Fully Alive Man podcast. This is a podcast to help men become fully alive by doing life together. My name is Lee Rogers. I work at North Point Community Church with men's groups and men's group leaders and all things involved in men getting connected. I am here, as always, with my friend and co-worker, Doug Hurley. Doug, how are you? Good leaf blower. How are you? <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> we come up with a different nickname every time. Or I do for him. I'm yeah. explaining that to our guest who you're going to introduce here in a second because he's looking at me like, what are you talking about? We have a guest with us today who is a friend of everyone who knows him, a guy by the name of Larry Green who has an incredible ministry, um, a parachurch ministry um, in our area that does a lot of retreats. They do a lot of groups. They do a lot of listening to God. And Larry has been a spiritual mentor for me for years um, is a kind of a slightly funny story. I needed a spiritual mentor a few years ago for a master's program I was in, and my wife was meeting with her mentor, which was the the smartest, most wise lady we've ever known, Regina Williams. And I said, Holland, ask Regina who should be my spiritual mentor. And Regina said she didn't ask another question. She didn't say, well, let me think about it. She said Larry Green should be his guy. And so I met with Larry, and Larry said, Hey, Lee, um, I'm not going to be your mentor, but God is. Why don't uh, we pray? Yeah. Why don't we pray and ask him if he wants me to be a part of it? And I was like, I'm sold. I'll take this guy. Um, but anyway, Larry, how are you? I'm great. And it's um, it's really awesome to be here with you guys. Um, I've known Lee for a few years now, and uh, I literally love the man God has made you to be. And Doug, I've, um, you know... We don't know one another quite as well, but I, I can remember the first time I met you. It was almost instant. It was like I, I want to I want to get to know this guy, and um, and I I believe that that was God stirring in my heart. So um, I look forward to that, and it'll be it'll be really good. So great to be with you guys, and all and all all the guys that are listening to this as well. So yeah, and I am sure even. After hearing you talk for two seconds, every guy wants to hang out with you, just as I do. All <laughs> just, the talk, time. Just, just talk, Larry. Just, just, just keep talk. talking, Larry. Keep giving no, us wisdom. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, this podcast is going to be just a little bit different um, because we want to create space to to hear from Larry. His his heart really is about connecting people with the Father and connecting people with the Trinity, and and part of that is hearing hearing God and hearing from God. And so he's going to talk a little bit about what that looks like. So this podcast is going to um, be different in that we're not going to throw in the man hacks. We're not going to throw in the wisdom from the woods, all of the the fun little things we normally do, um, just so that we have space to, to be with our guest today. So let's jump right in if you guys are ready for it and talk about hearing from God. Mm. But before we um, talk about what that actually looks like. What are some things that come to mind for you guys of, I don't know, like bad ways you've heard people use the idea of hearing from God or talking to God? Hmm. I would, gosh, I would say that is, well, before I was a believer, that sounded crazy. I'm just being honest. Like that would sound kooky. It's totally kooky. And then since I became a believer, which wasn't that long ago, 16 years ago, um, there was still a part of me that thought that that was really, really strange and bizarre. Um, 
And, but then as I was dis- getting discipled and, um, you know, meeting guys like Larry and, and you, Lee, who uh, further down their walk than I was, I got really excited about it. But there's definitely a, a goofy factor, I think, with a lot of guys, even Christian guys. Oh, yeah. When it comes to hearing from God. Oh, yeah. A lot of people, I, I feel like it's even been used as like the God card. Well, God told me to buy this new car. <laughs> I was like, well, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe God did tell you to buy that new car. Or maybe you just wanted to buy that new car and you don't want to explain it. So you play the God card. I've heard that a few times in my life. What What about you, Larry? What are some weird things you've heard? Well, I, in my experience, what I've really found is that, is that most people, even early on, you know, kind of what you were talking about, Doug, even early on, you know, that starting places, you know, like I, I would, I would like to believe that, yeah. that God would speak to me, mm-hmm. you know, and, but a lot of stuff gets in the way. Uh, things like, if I'm really honest, I'd be afraid of that because what if he said something to me about how he doesn't like me or, you know, I've, I kind of grew up with this understanding that he was a punishing God. And the last thing I want to do is get, you know, get quiet and listen to getting berated. Yeah. And and for some of the guys, you know, our father did that. Our, our human father. Yeah. Yeah, Our human father did that. And so, um, so there are these reasons why, you know, like people are pretty um, hesitant to even want to go there in the first place. Um, All of which I found over the years is the opposite of what, what the real truth is. So, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, if I hear from God, he's definitely sending me to Africa, to a tribe <laughs> where there's no warm showers or something. Yeah. You know, it's like, what's what's the crazy thing that's going to happen if I hear from God? Yeah, I remember um, when I first started to hear the notion of like hearing from God, like, huh, what does that mean? And I was a relatively new believer. And this is being totally honest and transparent and having kind of, having one foot in the kingdom. You know, and still having one foot in the world and, and and trying to navigate both, which is plenty of us do, but it's much harder to do than we think it is. And um, but I can remember thinking, um, I don't know if I could articulate it like this back then, but this is what I was thinking. And it was, if I hear from him, it could be him walking me away from something that I enjoy doing, that I really know I oh, yeah. shouldn't be doing. That's sinful, absolutely. Maybe even a besetting sin. That's a strong word, but like something that what you, does you, that d- mean? Just something I'm jumping into on a regular basis, whether it's sure. too much drinking or looking at something on the computer I'm not supposed to, or all the above, and um, but thinking, you know, he's gonna he's gonna lovingly talk to me and coach me and ask me to walk away from that, and I'm like, man, I really don't want to walk away from that. That's I right. kind of want to keep one foot here and one foot there, and but I remember, golly, looking back on that, I did think that. Yeah, me too. So I was nervous to hear from God because he was probably gonna give me really good guidance about not doing something I want to keep doing. <laughs> Yeah, that's absolutely right. Well, yeah, and I even think of um, in one of the things that came to mind when I thought about hearing from God was uh, in the movie Braveheart. I don't know if you guys remember the Irish guy, Stephen, <laughs> when they're in the battle and the battle's beginning and they're hiding behind the shields and the arrows are coming down and he looks over at William Wallace and he says, the Lord tells me he's pretty sure he can get me out of this, but you're expletive. <laughs> But you're hosed. So let's just say that. Yeah. Um, but that was a that's one of my favorite characters in that <laughs> in that uh, in that movie. But um, but that's the kind of idea, you know, that 
we often think about when hearing from God? Well, you know, the, and I was, I was thinking about this time together, and I was just trying to kind of go back to where we all um, probably are coming from when we, when we start to really ask ourselves, what's the truth of, of what I really want in my life and who do I really want to be? And I doubt that there's a guy listening to this that doesn't want to know who they've really been made to be as a man, you know? And in our, and, and, and our belief is by God. That's you know, right. I, I, I seriously doubt for the guys that are married that there is a man that's listening that isn't saying, I, I really want to know who God has made me to be as a husband. That's right. And, you know, who's, I really want to know who God has made me to be as a father to my children, you know. That, and, and I really want to know from him who I'm really made to be. Yep. So this life I'm living, what's it really for? You know, God, how have you made me to be the unique man that you've made me to be, and how am I supposed to live that life out? And and the and the thing about it that I just don't think we connect always. I know I didn't for the vast you know for forty plus years of my life. Is that the only place to really discover that? Is from the one who made us. That's right. It that's the only place we're ever going to find out who we really are and who we're really made to be. And so some of the stuff we were just talking about in those fears and all of that is what keeps us ultimately from coming to know who we really are wow. and who we're meant to be. And the only way really into that is to come to know the Word of God. Mm. Let, let me back up just half a second to something you said a second ago, Larry, is um, like you, you just mentioned that you didn't always think this way. You weren't always... Um, listening for for God about who He made you to be. How did you get get to a point? I mean, when did you take a step toward um, listening to God? Well, that's a great question. I I gave my life to Christ when I was fourteen, and what what happened to me and some of the guys can probably relate to this is that um, I I thought it was about being good enough for God. So I gave my life to Jesus. It was very real for me, but I thought that it was about being good enough for him, and I really didn't understand grace. And so I knew he was very real, but I didn't believe I was good enough. And the thing that I dealt with, and you know, it's not unique to me by any means, but I, I really, in my heart of hearts, I couldn't articulate this back then, but as I was in high school and college and starting my professional career, I didn't believe I was worthy of love. Wow. You know, I found that out when I was in my early 40s and started to have that midlife crisis and was starting to ask questions like, why do I even exist? You know, what you were talking about, Doug, is like I was worn out. Yeah. You know, you do enough life without knowing who you really are through through his eyes and it'll, it'll eventually it'll wear you down. Yeah. Yep. And so, um, but for me, Lee, what happened was I really wasn't pursuing God and I got invited to go to a silent retreat of all things. Wow. And how um, old were you at that time? I was 42. 42, family already going, wife. Yeah. 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 Marriage that was uh, uh, not in a good place at all. Yeah. Not because of my wife, what she was doing, my wife Jody, but I didn't, those things that I just described to you, it's like, who am I really as a husband? Yeah. As if I had no idea. 
Oh, wow. wow. I was trying to figure it out, but I was trying to figure it out through the world and through man's wisdom and everything else. And, uh, and it was literally a train wreck waiting to happen for me. Oh, wow. And I went on the silent retreat, and I was not pursuing it. Uh, but You got stuck going on the I silent retreat? Yeah, how'd, uh, how'd you get there? I got invited by a, a, a really, really highly respected friend. And uh, I, I'm just, can we be really honest here? Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. So uh, he invites me, and I've been going to church that whole time that I'm talking, sure. but I'm going through the motions, yeah. literally faking my faith, literally. Yep. And I was I was getting pretty good at it. Sure. You know? Yeah. I'm not proud of that, but I was good. <laughs> you looked <And> great. <laughs> So he invites me to go on the silent retreat. I didn't even know what it was, but it's being alone with God to to learn how to hear from God. And so this would have been back in 2002 in, in uh, January. And so he invites me. I couldn't say no because, you know, you ever have those men in your life when they oh, ask yeah. you to do something and you just have so much respect for him. Mm-hmm. He's a man of great integrity. And I said, sure, I'll go, knowing <laughs> or believing that I could just, I'll get through the weekend. I yeah. can do this. and. And five minutes into it, they, uh, I realized that it was a silent retreat, four days alone <laughs> with God. That's amazing. Four days alone. It was like checkmate. Yeah. And you guys, and I know you've, you've heard me say this, but I can't even put into, <laughs> I can't even put into words what happened. I began to, to hear it was through my thought life. We'll talk about that more, but I, these thoughts started pouring into into my mind about how loved I was by by this father in heaven and and it wasn't about being good enough it was just about knowing that I was enough as I was and that he loved me dearly and for 4 days these thoughts kept pouring over me and I um wow I know this you know I didn't believe real men cried. You know, that's where I was in my life at that point in time. Didn't even cry at my mother's own funeral, which was wow. a few. And I just, I wept at times uncontrollably during this period as these loves like a hurricane. Yeah. You know, just kept pounding on me. And, um, and that's where it started. And I knew without any doubt in, in that weekend that the Lord speaks and his language is love. Wow. And it was undeniable, absolutely undeniable. That is absolutely amazing. Did you, was that, you were 42 mm-hmm. when that happened. What did that look like in your life? You were saying you're trying to figure out how to be a husband, how to, you just, and you were tired. Yeah. What did that look like in your life when you got done with that retreat and got back home and in your job? What did, yeah. Well, it was, you know, that was, you know, that many years ago. And, um, what what happened was he marked my heart knowing that I'm loved by him and I've never doubted it from that point. Mm. And and I've doubted a lot of things, but it, because it was him. Um so but I I came you know, came home to a wife that was not expecting and to be really honest, it was very difficult because um I coming out of that weekend it was it it was um for the for the first time, I understood how the disciples could mm. drop their nets, you know, and follow him because it was all I wanted to do was <clears throat> was follow that love. I wanted more, you know. I got a taste, but I wanted more, and my wife Jody really wasn't ready for it. And um, so you sound like the kooky guy coming uh, home. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. a hard place to be. 
Yeah. And it was, you know, and I, I can remember you guys. I, I mean, even like I couldn't get enough of the Bible and I was just, I would, I would, I, I couldn't get enough. I was reading and reading and reading. And I'd have to get up really early in the morning, like 5.30, because it was it was scaring my wife, Jody at the time, that, who is this guy? Wow. You know? and, um, and, but I'd, I'd talk to God about it, and I would say this to any of the guys, is that you know, all he said to me over and over and over again was, be patient with her, mm-hmm. trust me, and just love her with my love. And, I, and, and it wasn't easy, you know, because she was scared. And I understand it. So, um, but what happened out of all of that was, you know, about six months later, she had her own salvation moment with the Lord, and then everything changed from that point forward. But, um, but, but it is, it's, you know, like it's, you, you can be seen as kooky. I will say this is like when, when you hear, when you really hear from him, and we're not always, really hearing from him. We yep. think we might be, but we're sure. not always. And But when you're really hearing from him, uh, love is always at the center of it. That's his heart mm. uh, behind what he's speaking. And, and, and once it starts, you know, those answers begin slowly, begin to come around, who am I really? Mm. Who I, have you made me as a husband? All of those things. I think that's a key time. point that everyone should be writing down right now. When you're really hearing from him, Love is at the center. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Such a good filter to to yes. kind of clip away the other stuff that will flood your thoughts sometimes. That's Absolutely. negative and corrective, and yeah. um, not that he will never correct. But it, it, if love is if it's not shrouded in love, yeah, then it's not yeah. coming from him. Do yeah. you remember in the in those days when you were just kind of devouring scripture? What what was that speaking to you? What were you seeing in the Bible then? Well, what 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 happened? I had probably like a lot of guys. I had tried to read the Bible and do my study times, and and it was just dry, you know. And what but what began to happen, and and over the years, it's 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 even become more the case is that when when you begin to experience Scripture, yep, and then you read Scripture. So in other words, as you begin to live a life with the living Jesus and he's speaking to you and you're having experiences that then you go back and read scripture that is the very thing that you're actually experiencing in your life, all of a sudden the word Hmm. comes alive. alive. Could you put you on the spot, but I'm sure you've got probably an arsenal of these, but give one, like give one example where you're... Yeah. You know, one of the great examples is, which, you know, we probably, most of us have heard the scripture, is that perfect love casts out fear. So we know it's First John 4, you know, we know that verse, but but I don't, you know, most of the guys listening, are we, we're living in fear of some kind, mm-hmm. anxiousness, worry, right. or whatever it might be. And um, like the silent retreat, I was living in a place at that point where I was, you know, I, I had, I, I had, I always had anxiousness living in me. And that weekend, as his love came into me, it cast the fear out. And it's not wow. a—it's well beyond the thought or even the theology of it. It's the living word entering into your heart and casting that fear out. That's one, but I mean, you could go on and on and on because you can literally take anything in God's word. He's wanting us to live his word. 
He's not wanting us just to know about his word, you know. That's right. But for you, so pra- so, but practically, experientially, you felt it. Like if you were yeah. si- if you were talking to me the Monday or Tuesday after you got done with that retreat, you'd be like, Doug, literally, I I just I don't feel that fear right it's anymore. Gone. That anxiety that was there before, where I was so tightly wound, it's yep. it's gone. Yeah, yeah, man, that's. Yeah. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> no, and it's it's um, when you've never experienced it, you don't understand the power of it, you know, because yeah. we don't know. We only know what we know, and so it's not until you really begin to receive His love, hear from Him, have Him speak over your life, uh, that 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 begins to really happen. That the Word comes alive in your heart, you know, inside of you, in your mind. Um, yeah. God, that's so huge. So, go ahead, Doug. Did you have a question? I was just going to say that uh, um, I know we're. This is going to be a two-parter. We're, we're going to unpack this, but I bet at this moment, guys are sitting there going, "Oh my goodness, how do I get that? How That's do right. I? How do I get? How do I get there?" Because I think that most Christian men have not experienced that. Yeah. Well, and I, I bet there's even a voice that's saying, "Well, sure, that's great for that guy. Mm-hmm. He's he's probably you know a super churchy dude and." Um, so, you know, he hears from God all the time, but I'm a regular guy, you know, I don't know if I'm ever gonna, ever gonna experience something like that. I don't know if that's available for me. Oh, wow. Um, well said. Well, I mean, meaning I bet guys are thinking that. I bet guys are thinking that. And I bet, um, if you heard, Larry, if you heard this podcast before you went on that silent retreat, (laughs) I mean, I think that's what you would be thinking, right? Not only, yes, it's what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have to imagine. (laughs) So you're coming back. You've had this experience. You're pouring into scripture. You're telling Jody about it. What what else do you do? What are next steps? Like, were you tracking with that guy who invited you on the retreat? How are you, um, yeah, staying in it, processing, not getting sucked back into the Mm -hmm. matrix? Well, when you... When you and we'll, you know, we'll talk about some really practical ways that the guys that are listening to this that can step into it. It's uh, Lee. I was telling this. It's it's actually much more simple than we make it out to be, yes. and we'll get there. But um, you know, in the early stages, it was it was I I had begun to learn how to hear from him, and the wisdom that he was revealing was so much greater than wisdom that I had uh, ever received in my life, even from the smartest people that I knew from, you know, all over the world. And this wisdom was beyond that. Wow. And so my hunger for it was, uh, was literally insatiable. And I know that was him doing it in me. I didn't know it at the time, but I started journaling, which, you know, I had never journaled before. And, um, and I, I began to find mentors in my life that had walked in, really learning how to enter into a, an intimate relationship with God, which always will have with it hearing from him. Um, and and they just began to help me. So I began to journal, and I began to write down what I sensed he was saying to me. And then I'll never forget it. I was you know, probably 20, 30 pages into a journal, and these thoughts were they were just powerful. They were they were tr- I've just sensed the deep truth of them. And, and Lee, what I did was, and this was at the recommendation of a mentor, is I went to a Bible scholar because I didn't, I, I, I needed, and I think this is true for all of us, I had to know it was him. Yeah. 
I did the I, thoughts that you were coming the to thoughts you that, that you were, were coming writing to me. down. I, they were legit. I had to know that they were him. And I had at this point pages of, of notes in my journal. And so I met with a, a scholar. Wow. A man that knows the word who turned into uh, a mentor for um twelve years. Mm. Wow. And and he went through my journal with me and every single thing that I had written down, literally. Every single one of them, he said that this is this scripture, this is this scripture, this wow. is this scripture, and this is this scripture. So, as we as we move as we move further into hearing from him, um, that's a really critical element. We can talk more about that if you guys want to, and just in terms of how to go about doing that and finding somebody like that. But what happened was my faith and trust in what I was hearing began to grow, mm-hmm. and. Every time I would seek him, he's so faithful, and um, and the the you know the more the more I experienced of him, the more I wanted of him. Yeah, we were talking about that before we we hit record. Just that when, once you kind of get that, it's almost like an itch that you cannot scratch. The itch continues to grow. Yeah. So so on that journey, um, what was next for you? You. Um, Quit your job and start walking the earth, carrying a cross. And but <laughs> locust taste better than you might think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. Really. good to know. <laughs> I don't even know what a no, locust that's not is. True at all. I'm not sure. That's not true. <laughs> so, what did what did next steps look like? Did you get more involved at church? Did you? What did it look like? Well, I, you know, in the context of what we're talking about, which is hearing from God, I, th- I think you know maybe the there are many starting places, but the place I thought maybe we just start with is. It was the beginning of a relationship. Yep. And and I don't, you know, this may be another thing. You know, guys, if if they're if they're anything like me, I I wasn't all that great at relationships in the sure. first place. And so, what is it? You know, I, even the mission statement of the church. You know, leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. What is that? What does that really mean? Right. And what does that even feel like? I mean, what's so. So for, for me, it was more like, God, who are you? Mm. I want to get to know who, who you are, the person yeah. of our Father, the person of Jesus, the person of the Holy Spirit. And he was leading me into that. So it was like, and I was just really honest. It was like, God, I'm not great at relationships. Mm. I don't know how to do this. Yeah. Will you teach me? It was, it was literally as simple as that. I need help. I am not... I am not a great husband. And long story behind that, but my father's father died when he was being born. They were in the hospital at the same time. So my dad, my earthly dad, didn't know how to be a father. He had no model for it. So I had no model for it. So I didn't know. I mean, I'm starting with, like, I don't know how to do this. His dad literally died while he was being born? They were in the same hospital. What? Yeah. And so my, my dad didn't have a dad. Oh my goodness! And so, um, so I didn't have it modeled for me sure. because he never had a model for he him. Never did. And the point of that is, like, I didn't know how to do this. I didn't know how to be a father to our children, and I wasn't. I was an absent dad. You know, I was chasing corporate America and sure. you know all the things and trappings of all of that until all those happened. So, so the starting place for me was like, I, I, I really, and I can remember, you know, being at North Point at the time, and it was like. I heard that mission statement and was like, that's what I want, but I don't know how to do it. And I don't want it just in my mind. I want it in here. And I had tasted it. Yeah. 
And so I just began to pursue a relationship just like, you know, you guys have with one another or we do in life. It's, it, 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 it involves time. Time connecting on a regular basis, reps. Yeah. Yeah. And the way God was showing me how to do that was, was through this conversation of prayer, Mm. you know, and asking him question after question after question. And we can, if you want, we can talk a little bit about the ways that we've experienced that God speaks to us and what I've experienced and, you know, there's, cause there's, there's a, there's a, there's a lot to it. And yet it's very simple. Yeah. Um, but there are different ways. And each man that's listening to this has been made to be in a very unique relationship mm. with the father, son, and the Holy spirit and how it will look for them is going to be different than how it looks for the three of us. Wow. But he will show us, you know, he's made us, he knows he knows how to guide us in this. Yep. If we'll only just say, I, I want this, I just don't know how to Gosh, get it. I, I mean, I think every guy listening would, would want that. And I think we're going to probably dig into that yeah. in part two. Um, one thing that came up as you were talking that I just thought of is just the humility that you approached the situation. You know, as you got hungry, you were so humble. And so curious and just so intentional. And I was just thinking, man, I remember when I first became a believer 15, 16, 16 years ago-ish. And um, I'm trying to do all this activity, try to check all these boxes to get closer to him. You know, reading the Bible a lot, memorizing scripture and being in a small group and serving and volunteering. And uh, these are all really, really good things. But I'll tell you what, man, I felt like I was on the hamster wheel just trying to grind it out. And um you just uh, like an anvil dropped on my head a few minutes ago. It's like, what was missing? What was missing there? And for me, just a humble approach. Like I was thinking, I'm going to work my way to get to know God better. But just that humility and, and just asking, you know, help me, help me know you and just being curious. That's just really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Thanks for shedding light on that. That is cool. And I think we probably should wrap up part one Um, of this conversation and we will sit right exactly here and continue this conversation (laughs) and I'll say part two in a minute. But I, I think the takeaways for this part are, um, I mean, just hearing your story, Larry, is that God can speak to anyone and will speak to anyone and wants to speak to everyone. Um, and that he really does like a good father want to help us discover who we are and who he is. And gosh, it's just amazing to even think about um, that that's what he wants for us, that that's what we are to some degree designed for um, is amazing. And we'll press into um, how to do that, how to listen, what questions to ask, um, and and whatever else comes up in the next part. Um, But for now, let's wrap up part one. As always, you guys, thank you for listening. Um, Subscribe like the podcast that is helpful for us, but more importantly, tune in um, for the next episode of the podcast, the next part about hearing from God, because that's where we're going to talk a little more practically um, about what it looks like. What can we do um, on our own and, and with the men in our groups um, to hear from God? Thanks a lot.